Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Adventure Game Club. Uh, I'm your host, Michael, and with me today we have M and Martine. Maybe uh, it's, it's good if M says something. <laughs> oh yes, I, I exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I exist as well. <laughs> so I guess for people who don't know, this is a monthly game club where we just play and discuss adventure games every month. It's kind of like a book club, um, but with video games. So we just hang out and play adventure games, both new and old. Uh, we kind of cycle through those and sometimes freeware games. And um, anyone can join. It's, it's not like you have to be an adventure game expert or anything. Anyone's welcome as long as you're not a jerk. And so, um, I don't know. Yeah, it started about two years ago and after i guess a two plus year test run uh we're eventually we're now doing a podcast so um this last month we'll put an invite in the show notes um and so this month or last month we did we're a little behind since we're figuring out this podcast thing but uh we're doing uh norco was the first game we're covering um which came out just a couple months ago um and it is a i guess the steam page describes it as a southern gothic point click narrative adventure what's Um, what's the um, i mean the southern that that's a reference to like louisiana right where it's located yes but what's the gothic thing about I can pull up the Wikipedia if you want, because I have it already opened. All right. It says, it's a style that employs macabre, ironic events to examine the values of the American South. Hmm. So it's, I think it's pretty apt to call narco uh, Southern Gothic because it's very much about the American South and hmm. like examining it through uh, yeah, like their macabre moments also in Narco. So it's like, yeah, kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's very interesting to see a game being described that because I don't think I can name any other games that could be that. Maybe like Kentucky Route Zero could fall into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, the I only don't... other game I know that's set in, uh, like, actually set in the South is maybe Gabriel Knight. Gabriel Knight, yeah, is set in New Orleans. Um, but that's not really very... this gothic style, though. No, I mean, I guess there's goth stuff in it. It's very different. It's very, very yeah. different. And yeah. uh, clear, uh, like, they clearly put a lot of research into the game, but it's not by someone who's lived and grown up in the area um, where is, this game is, it clearly this game is. is actually made by people who also live there or have lived there yeah so we can get into I mean so yeah like the main developer is at least huh. um, so I, 
I guess we'll can get into that later, but yeah, in the development. Yes. Okay. Um, it's really interesting, but yeah, I mean, so the game itself is, I, I guess a point and click adventure, maybe a uh, first person, it kind of, or visual novel. You do point and click. Yeah. You do point and click. Yes. It's also kind of a text adventure as in, well, there's pointing, clicking on things on the screen, but everything that happens is in text. So yeah, the the graphics are more like a an atmosphere, I feel, or like mm-hmm. a vibe. But then you don't see, uh, well, you do see characters on the screen, but you don't see your own character move around mm-hmm. like you do in point-and-click adventures. So it's more looking through your eyes, maybe like a first-person game. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then oh. everything everything is described in text. So, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a modern approach, I think, to an old genre. Yeah, it kind of like I don't know if anyone else felt this way, but it kind of reminded me of how like Shadowgate and Deja Vu yep. work, where it's like it's first person, you're interacting with a lot of objects and gives you a lot of text, and even the way the navigation works somewhere we have that little Mm -hmm. map in the lower right i think but it's a bunch of squares in a big square and those tell you the places where you can travel to that is very interesting because i had not played shadowgate but i'm looking at a screenshot now and it's exactly the same isn't it this this little mini map of where the exits are it's exactly the same in norco and i actually had written down a note while playing this, like, oh, this minimap is kind of unique. And now I'm looking at a game from 87, which has it. So yeah, I guess I guess this inspired it, this Shadowgate thing. It's like I've, it was popular in like dungeon crawlers and games huh. like that, where you had like north, south, east, west sort of directions, and you can click on them basically to like exit or enter another room, right? Mm. So it's like it takes that and makes it more like free form and yeah you can move around in more directions than just yeah uh, four i guess yeah and I, I was reading an interview yesterday on polygon where the developer said that they were influenced by old japanese text adventures mm. i'm not sure what game specifically um so i'm really curious what those games were, but hmm. yeah. So I mean, so yeah, they. I think they played a lot of those older games and maybe were influenced. Yeah, uh, to me, it was kind of unique because I had not played these games specifically. I I had never seen this before, so I thought they came up with it, and I thought, oh, that's a cool way to show the exits. But because normally in point and click adventures, like if you think of you know Monkey Island or whatever, then you have kind of have to hunt the map to see where the exits are, and sometimes you can miss them. Mm-hmm. If they're not mm-hmm. super clear. So this is a good way around that. Yeah. I liked what, it a lot. What I really liked about it is that it showed um like it had a really clever way of showing exits behind you and in mm. front of you. Because like if you I actually didn't see it from the first playthrough, but if you look like very closely at the square, there's like a little uh triangle that shows your like vision, like your ah. uh con- Cone vision of cone of vision, yeah, 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 vision cone, yeah, yeah. Um, and there are sometimes like squares behind the triangle, which means that you can go backwards, basically. And there are several moments in the game where it's like you want to go back, you have to click on the square behind that. 
And so it's like a very clever way of like, like putting you into sort of the world and like triangulating where the different exits are and like you, you understand where you're going basically. It's yeah. not just like move back. It's actually like, okay, like you move back to the right or to the left or like mm-hmm. in different directions. That's interesting because I had not noticed this triangle. But yeah, it's now like that very you... subtle. It's very subtle. But if you look on the screenshots, you can see that. Yeah, because I was actually sort of confused by why the squares are in the position they are. Like sometimes it didn't make sense to me that yeah. something is in the right while on the screen it's on the left. But I guess if you take it relative to this triangle, then it makes sense. Yep. Yep. Cool. Exactly. Huh. Had you noticed the, the triangle, Mike? No, I did not. So <laughs> I'll have to go back and play that. But yeah, I, I didn't notice that in my first playthrough. Uh, so. Actually, I wanted to compare the sort of like style and presentation to like a combination between uh, Disco Elysium and Mist for some reason. Because like the screen you see, it's like for me it was very mist-like. I don't know, maybe I've only played mist, but it's like you have the first-person perspective and you move from screen to screen, so you can't like move around freeform in 3D, right? And but like every action is like in Discord Disco Elysium, where you have to uh, like talk to people and all the actions you do are through text right mm-hmm. so it's like it was a combination in my mind between the two yeah um but yeah there's some moments in the game where you have to like interact with on-screen objects um sort of like yeah very 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 minor puzzles so it's like it definitely combines the traits of like an adventure point and click but also interactive fiction it's like mm-hmm. kind yeah. of both yeah, yeah there's there's not really that many puzzles and so I, this is where the definition of adventure game gets yeah. really fuzzy already but and it's been discussed millions of times but um yeah there's there's not like a lot of puzzles or really a lot of inventory items you're picking up um you it's only have of, a couple at a time it, it's kind of interesting they did have this whole inventory system but you're only carrying maybe two or three items at most yeah. Uh, they which is even have a party of... system. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, an RPG or something. It's yeah. like you can recruit people to your party, but it's like, like it doesn't really make sense. I mean, in a gameplay sense, but it's like, uh, it, I mean, yes. Uh, well, you can use them in fights, can't you? You can use them in fights, but like. It's and not like it. you can. Pick, it's not like you can choose your party. It's like it's very sort of static in a way, yeah. right? You can't like swap out characters or something like that. No, so it, I, but it I feels like a very even, cool representation, right? Yeah, it's like it's, using a game, like a very gamey thing, to represent like okay, you have this group of people. Mm-hmm. I think it's always the same as well. Like if you go through the story, it's not. You can't yeah, yeah, really yeah. pick a route and have a different party or something. Yeah, it's always... I, I played twice, and it's like, on the second go, I was like, this game is so linear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did not expect it to be this linear, but you can't, like, 
you can't really move around as you wish. No. Or like skip stuff or yeah, like just go to a place before visiting another place. Mm -hmm. Like the game pretty much locks you into like what you can do, who you can meet and what you can talk to, what you can interact with. Yeah. But on the first playthrough, it feels like much more, mm, I would just say it. Open? Yeah, like open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think it's pretty typical for adventure games and interactive fiction to be essentially on rails and just have a story, a set story, which you move through. So I, I kind of felt that when I was playing it as well. Like, oh, yeah, this is just, yeah, there's not. Re I, I guess there are some differences. If you play it again, you can you can choose different things and then different things will happen. But the, the route through the game will still be the same. Yeah, it, it hides it very well with, um, I've noted down some like dialogue options, but like it remembers some <laughs> of your options and like recalls them hmm. and like, it makes the world much more like alive to me. Yeah. Uh, for example, the introduction part, which is like very cool. I really like playing it, but it basically sets up for the whole world and the story and your character. And you can choose like who your character was essentially, right? And how the like Norco plant, for example, affected them. Mm -hmm. And then later in the game, some uh, other characters like will recall who you were and they will say, Oh, like, I remember you sleeping well to the refinery. So it's like, why didn't you sleep or something like that? So it's like, it, like it hides the railroadness with like clever dialogue options, which is yeah, cool. Because yeah. you can, because you can choose, uh, if, if the plant makes you, uh, sleep easier or prevents yeah, exactly. you from sleeping. Yeah. That's like one thing, but they're like, I've checked into like many like things like that that uh, are recalled. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's nice because it kind of reminds me of at least the first season of the walking dead game where mm -hmm. maybe the yeah. story ultimately the choices don't, you know, change the plot radically, but it may causes a bunch of little changes that the game acknowledges and it makes it feel a lot more personal and like your yep. own story. Yeah. Um, so I yeah I really like that I, I found some stuff like that too where like in that interest section you make a decision or you select a, a choice and it gets brought up again like at the very end it was mm. very interesting mm -hmm. where it's not like it didn't like radically change the story or anything it was just like a little one sentence acknowledgement but it was still really cool seeing that mm -hmm. yeah for sure it it is a lot like Walking Dead when you think about it, like mechanically. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. So. Um, should we explain the game a little bit, like an overview or broad strokes of for people who might of not have story? played it? Yeah, yeah, just you know what it is, how it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty simple story from a high level. Oh, your brother's missing, um, and. Basically, you're kind of exploring this. I don't know if cyberpunks or is a very near future New Orleans area, like the not just New Orleans, but the suburbs and places outside of the right immediately outside of the city. Um, mm -hmm. And 
I think you you have not been there in a while, and um, you're returned because your mother has died. I think yeah. that's the, 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 the real reason why you're there. And then you only find out your brother is missing. So you're kind of um, looking for your brother, but you're also figuring out what happened to your mom. I think that's yeah. the the main thing but yeah yeah it's in this future isn't it where where people have like brain implants and stuff and it is a bit cyberpunky yeah and but it's not it doesn't feel like hundreds of years in the future it feels no. like it's like maybe like 20 years in the future yeah. or something it's or give or take um it's yeah it's it's which i think is what kind of what makes it hits so hard in some ways because mm. the games also spends a lot of time um going into like it, it talk you can see how the environment has been damaged by all the companies and just like climate change over the years and not not to get too heavy in the but the, um, the game it, is kind of heavy though. it is yeah. yeah it is um especially at the start um, yes when yeah. because, you're sort yeah. of just thrown into this world and you're like, yeah, it's like everything is kind of bad and sad, but you have this one quest sort of to find your brother and you have to like do it. Um, and it also feels like a world where maybe it's like a bit of parallel to ours. I guess it makes sense mm-hmm. where it's like everything is bad, but everyone like has to live with it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you have to yes. keep keep doing your stuff no matter what. So even if there's like like the refinery and the corporation and like weird implants like going rogue, it's like you still have to like like do your job or um I don't know where I'm, where I'm going yeah. with this. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, it's very cra- I mean, yeah, it's yeah. yes, it's like the real world right now where it's just yeah. like oh I saw some awful news but I got yeah. I can't just walk off from a job and yeah it, do it especially hit me hardest when um like in the second um I don't know what to call oh. it I, I was gonna say the second chapter but there there aren't really chapters in this game are there they're like acts I think yeah but that's not what I mean but you're like, talking about like the there's yes the game's also divided into like not officially but like subsections i guess or cha- yeah in clear separation points and i i know what you're talking about. you're talking about the yeah the thing is that you you open with um the main character uh, being back uh in that area because his mom has died and 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 you're looking for your brother that's like the opening the setup but then after a little while um you switch to your mom when she was still alive that's like Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a flashback or something. Like it, it goes back in time a little bit. Yeah. And you you play as your mom and and what she was up to, and I guess you also find out how she died in this process or what she was doing anyway. But um, well, it just struck me that she is really motivated by essentially cryptocurrency. Like this, there's this thing on her phone, and she. She's basically just doing whatever the phone tells her because then she makes some money. And yeah, money. it's like a gig worker. Yeah. I don't know if they have this outside of the U.S., but like, yeah, the dro- uh, DoorDash and stuff, where you have to like, yeah, do it's, a, it's exactly that. So she's pursuing these 
kind of pointless tasks to her. I mean, they don't. She doesn't want to do these things, but the only reason she does them is because she makes some cryptocurrency and it it tells her on her phone all the time like how many dollars it it's worth and mm-hmm. yeah. It's just that makes it all feel very realistic. Like yeah. that's what's happening kind of now. So, it's a bit it's a bit sad, but it's also kind of interesting because uh, th- there aren't that many games diving into this, so I mean, there might be now, but it, like adventure games are a very classic genre. So if you play a typical one, they're they're generally not about cryptocurrency. <laughs> oh no! But it's not like pro crypto or no, 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 <laughs> not at all. Um, and no, I, it's just a fact, you know. It's just, I mean, it's not pro this Norco refinery either, but it's no. still there. Yes. So. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's like a currency. Yeah, it's a currency, and it comes up. You, it's like an inventory item as well, but um, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I, I guess I would say Kentucky Route Zero kind of cover, yeah. uh, sort of. They're both about America falling apart <laughs> to hmm. some extent, but um, but also they're very different as well. Oh. Yeah, Kentucky Route Zero to me felt more like a dream, like a mm-hmm. like everything is fake, like you're just dreaming it up. And if, when you go from one screen to another, anything can happen because everything is just not set in reality. Well, that's very different with Narco. With Narco, it all kind of makes sense. It's all really there. Yeah, even though still magical things happen, but they're in. In Norco, they are surprising, while in Kentucky Route Zero, you kind of expect it, you know? If if in the next screen you suddenly float up, that's like, oh yeah, that, that's this game. While in Norco, you would be, what? What's going on? So, yeah. It's more grounded, I would say. This yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we could get into the development history as well, because I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, M did most of the research on this but it seems like it started out as a documentary hmm. or multimedia documentary in 2015 by the main developer um who's that by the way oh yachts they they go by a pseudonym uh so geography of robots is the developer company from what i understand okay and then and this is their first game I think so. I think so. Um, unless, like, I th- I think if you look on the itch page, there there's a couple like game champ games. But well, I think, I, yeah, I'm I'm looking on on geographyofrobots.com, which is, I guess, their their website. Okay. And there's just Norco. That's like the whole site is about Norco. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah. I guess I would say this is the studio's first game. Then, if you want to call it a studio, I think it's a studio. If there's multiple people, um, or it's a team, uh, yeah. So, I think my understanding is that it was a documentary in 2015. Um, they started. Okay, so they were doing research on the impact of Hurricane Katrina and Louisiana and that region um and they like were slowly pulling in other people Hmm. um 
And so part of the project was a side-scrolling game where a robot attempts to enter a refinery in Narco. And that eventually just kind of spun off. And eventually, it sounds like it. this documentary just kind of became a game in 2016. And so um, the game was developed in the pixel art style and um, just kind of grew from there. I know that if you go on Rock, Paper, Shotgun, you can kind of see a very early version of the game in 2017. Hmm. Um, it looks very different. Like, the col- use of color is very different. It's like, this is kind of more of like... An, the final game is more like oranges and dark blues, I guess, if there's a color palette. Um, and this is a lot more like purple and dark blue. Which is yeah. interesting. It's a very different look. It's oh. it, it looks way older as well. It likes it, it yeah. looks really old fashioned, this old screenshot. Like yeah. It's a game from the eighties or the nineties. While Norco, even though it uses chunky pixels, it, it looks very modern to me. It looks, yeah. Yeah. It looks great. Just, um it does look great. And I don't know if it's it, it's like very detailed. Like even though like it's pixel art it's not like doing a retro no exactly no it's it looks very modern um use of light and stuff yeah i have here in my notes that like every screen is a piece of art like you could just screenshot literally every screen and it, it you could just print it as a poster it would look great um yeah i know there's an art book i didn't pick that up yet but yeah every yes i i agree that every single i don't know if you would call it a room or screen but but yeah Yeah. it all looks really good it's really striking and they're all very different as well it's not yeah i mean this old screenshot makes it look like you the whole game is more is more like this i imagine while in the actual end product of norco every screen is like whoa you're blown away What's mm-hmm. this? So that's really cool. Yeah. Um and then I th- I think a couple so the soundtrack is and music is wonderful as well. Um mm. it looked like it was a collaboration between two composers. So there's uh I c I'm gonna mispronounce the names on this, I'm sorry. But Googly one? I so it's oh, one Googly. Com- I was looking at it. It's like G E W G A W L E. Yeah. So like Jugali. Jugali. I'm just guessing. I could be so Googly wrong. Googly is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's another. And then so I would say like a most of the soundtrack is by them, but then also there's a metal band called. Thou that contributed as well. Um, and so I I never heard of them because that's not really my area of expertise, mm. I guess, in music, but um not that I have any, but just it's not a genre I'm too familiar with. But yeah, they, so they contributed music as well, and then uh the sound designer 
for the game FM Aura yeah. was contributing to. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting. It's not, I don't know what the music, it's, I guess, I don't know if it's ambient music, but it's, I mean, it's like, like electronic, maybe? It's, it's, it's definitely, it has an ambient feel to it, definitely. Um, it's not, yeah, I don't know. It is, it is kind of electronic with beats and stuff sometimes, but it's, it's not, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say it's it doesn't have strong melodies or something because that would sound like it's not good. It is very good, but it's yeah. it's like a, I don't know, like a blanket around you. It's like it's just there to enhance the the atmosphere. Yeah, I I and the, I don't think I was listening to the soundtrack earlier this week, and I don't think all of it. And not like not all of it's what we're describing. There's some, I guess, more upbeat stuff mm. or stuff. And I think, like we said, there's the metal band that contributed music. But, um, but yeah, I, I think most of that is what you described. Yeah, it just feels like that when you're playing the game. I haven't actually listened to the actual soundtrack. I I, I imagine then. You might pick out some different things uh, because as you're playing the game, well, you're kind of focused on other things, aren't you? So then the music is just there to enhance the experience. And maybe that gives the impression that it's more ambient than it actually is. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I do want to check out the, the the soundtrack to see what it's like if you just listen to it on its own. But... During the game, it felt to me like the music was really just serving the atmosphere of mm-hmm. the, the like the vibe of the screens where you are, which is a big aspect of this game, by the way. It's all about the vibes, in my opinion. This is yeah. a very vibey game. <laughs> um, yes, I, I would agree. Uh, it's because there isn't like because a lot of the game is kind of focus I don't know if it's focused on exploration specifically but like you're not being rushed to various elements you're kind of since it's a mystery hmm. you're just you're kind of it doesn't feel like you're being like pushed to you you get time to explore and kind of poke around and you know interact with yeah. things in the environment um which i really like mm. too and there is also a lot of flavor text like yeah i an insane amount of text is is not there to you know not there for gameplay reasons not there to en- to to further the plot or to serve as a puzzle or anything it's just there to describe you know uh what's going on what what the history is of of characters um so it makes it all feel like, yeah, there's just a lot yeah. of atmosphere. Yeah, well, there's so much, to, like, I kept stumbling across things that you could do in the game hmm. um, that had no gameplay impact. Uh, like, I, I don't know if that's the right word, but, like, or a story impact. Yeah, where, like, not it related just, like, to the plot. Yeah. Yeah, and you could just interact with 
things and sure. get like, really interesting dialogue or exactly. there's there's a lot of humor in the game surprisingly mm. it, it, um I don't know if you noticed that but you could there's things you could do where it's just something really goofy will happen in mm-hmm. this game that's kind of depressing and it's not like dark humor it's just like they just kind of like sprinkle it in there that's like some really goofy stuff in there just to kind of i guess maybe help break the tension but yeah um which it's, is it's nice more b- surreal humor or bizarre yeah. it's like and to me the, the the balance also kind of shifted like when you open the game it seems all really serious and and kind of depressing but mm-hmm. as you play um maybe you just get used to that or something i don't know but it kind of moves to the background and the humor comes more to the front for me so by the end i found the game a lot funnier than at the start to me it's also i think different people are different when it comes to reading a lot of text um i think some people are really uh, you know they really get all the details and pay a lot of attention and take their time to read all the text which i mean that's cool but it's kind of difficult for me so i just more soak it all in like i I, what do you call this? Like the speed reading technique where you just Mm -hmm. go through it a little bit. That's more my style. So yeah, to me, it's more soaking up the vibes and then hoping I didn't miss anything. (laughs) Well, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, but also, I guess to be clear, it wasn't like intense of like, I guess, Planescape Torment or something like that, where it's just paragraphs and paragraphs of text at a time no, it's like no, a yeah. lot of little th- like there's just so much you can optionally interact with that yeah i was just thinking because a lot of adventure games have this actually and especially the older ones um like if you i don't know in a in a sierra or lucas game where you if you if you go like click on uh, on a plant or something and look at the plant and typically it would just say it's a plant maybe one extra sentence but in this game, easily a whole backstory can open up where, you know, it just goes on for two whole screens of text about something to do with this plant. So that's that's kind of where I just zone out and just like, oh, yeah, okay. But it's, a, it's really cool that it's there. Um, and I think people are fans of this as well, like all this detail and, and flavor text. So. Uh, one to note that it's like the text is also very easy to skim and just like, hmm. like as you say, just like get the vibes of the text. Yeah, because it's organized in like very small paragraphs and like it, it's not it, it doesn't look like a book. It's more hmm. like a Twitter thread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, just a bunch of small paragraphs, neatly sort of divide. Like each character also is like divided. Um, their dialogue lines are divided very neatly. Hmm. And color coded, so it's like you know who's speaking, and like sometimes there's like important information that's highlighted in a different color. Yeah. So like the text design is also very, like I think specific and um, on point to be like as clear as possible, even if you don't like reading too much. Right. Yeah, but that's impressive that they pulled this off. Um, so that's that's really cool. Also the. To me, it felt like the different characters, they each have their own tone of voice. Like, the di- there's different styles of writing to each character, I feel, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. 
So it's not, it doesn't feel like there's one writer. It feels like every character has, has written their own dialogue. <laughs> it's the, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess when this, so this game just came out a couple months ago, but it seems like it's been pretty well received by everyone. Um, hmm. Like it's, we have some reviews linked to in the notes and it's, been very positive um i like pc gamer gave it a very positive review i think has it sold well do you know that i i don't know can uh, we know it <laughs> i mean so this is such a bad estimate but so like from looking at steam reviews it's 385 reviews and i think there's like some kind of metric where it's like you're supposed to multiply it, and you can kind of get. It seems okay. I mean, for a game that came out two months ago, that seems yeah okay for an indie game. Um, yeah. That that seems all right. It was published by uh, Raw Fury, wasn't it? Raw Fury, Which, yes. I guess helped. Yeah. In getting it noticed because Raw Fury has done adventure games before, haven't they? Wasn't Kathy Rain by then? Yep. Yeah, Kathy Rain. Uh, they did Sable hmm. and Backbone. Um, so they, I, it seems like they do a lot of PC, oh, Whispers of a Machine, um, I really enjoy that one, um, yeah, so they do a lot of games that are popular, or are suited to the PC, um, you know, instead of, like, console, like, they're not, doesn't seem like they're doing, like, first-person shooters and stuff like that, it seems like a lot of narrative stuff, I think, I see Townscaper, which is kind of like a I never played it, but it seems like a, a it's, town. It's like a toy. It's a yeah. toy more than okay. a game. Okay. Um, but they're a decent-sized publisher, so I'm sure that helped. I, I'm sure that's a massive help. That must be a massive help, right? I'm sure it's also helped with, like... Um, like I'm, I'm sure it helped like the, the developer... To just like focus on the game and not worry about distribution and like mm. li- licensing licensing stuff out and marketing, because like, well, when I try to make games, it's like I think that's probably the hardest part, because it's like, okay, you've written the game, everything is like done, but you still have to like put it out, and it's like it's a big part of the job, and I think just like helping with, just like getting the game out there. Uh, is a major plus, especially I think Rock Fury is a pretty well, like it's a real, well-respected company mm-hmm. among like, everyone. <laughs> really. Yeah, developers yeah, and consumers. One of those, uh, like star indie publishers, isn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. There's, there's 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 like three of them or something. Yeah. So there's yeah, like Devolver. I they're not as big as yeah. Devolver, but they're like, not as big. Think, no. But yeah, exactly. Um. I just want to say I played Kingdom by Raw Fury, which is like one of my favorite games. Yeah, I didn't know so. they made, like, not made, but published Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kingdom's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Right. And I just want to give quick shout outs. So, there's some articles that aren't really reviews, but um, Winnable had a really nice one about uh, titled. Narco is a connected web of estrangement that kind of goes into the themes of family in the game, which is a very interesting 
dynamic without getting too spoilery. And then Uppercut Crit also had one that was um, called Resistance and Meaning Making in the Apocalypse, where that kind of goes into... Um, because some people think that this is like an optimistic game, and because there's like, hmm. uh, um, and then this one kind of goes into they don't think it is, but it's about making the most of things in a really bad time. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm somewhere in the middle where it's not hopeless, but we can discuss in the spoiler section. Um, I, I I think there's small glimmers of hope in the game but it's i don't know if i would call it optimistic i think i think that the thing is that people just get used to whatever they're born into so even though it may seem really dystopian and and everything is just going really bad that's really just the perspective of someone who who lived in a different time. But if you're born into this, then you kind of just, that's just what it is. And that's all you know. And then you're less depressed about it, maybe. So, I mean, that's not super optimistic view of things. But that's, I think, I think, I don't think people will, will be born into the world of Norco and think, oh, this is terrible. They, they will just think, yeah, this is what the world is. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's okay. optimistic or not, but <laughs> it's that's it. Just it is what it is. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. That, but that's how the game feels to me. Like, yeah, it's not. Oh, it's not super judgy, really. It's just saying, yeah, this is how it goes, and it's kind of what's what's kind of interesting is that it goes weirdly deep into the whole Norco Corporation. Like, you meet people up there like in the board and the the ceo or whatever so you you don't really expect it when you start out you seem like this outsider and who's just concerned with their mom and their brother but you end up pretty high up in the chain of command and or well you get to meet these people anyway and get to figure out what's going on with like high level executives and stuff so i don't know it gives it a weird perspective into like none of these people are 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 I guess some are a little bit evil, but everyone's kind of just doing what makes sense to them at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, I would definitely say there's a couple evil people, but Yeah. Um but yeah, it, it feels realistic. It's, yeah. It, it's not I, I, maybe there's one person who's cartoonishly evil. But anyway, yeah. um it's it's uh yeah, for the most part, yes. It's it feels very natural. Yeah. Yeah, but as so it seems like the game's done well. Um and I also I, wanted to Tribeca Film Festival, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Is yeah, the first games award, I think, that yeah. Tribeca did. Uh, yeah, because I put in the notes that it was with a film festival co-founded by Robert De Niro, whose wow. la- last game experience was producing uh, a missed clone in the mid-90s called Nine, The Last Resort by Tribeca Interactive. Uh, I-, I assume that he did not play Norco, but I'd like to imagine that he sat down and was like, oh, 
It's a good I game. Think, I think Robert De Niro <laughs> on a lazy <laughs> Sunday will just boot up some indie games. Yeah, that's what Robert <laughs> De Niro does. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. We should uh, invite uh, <laughs> Robert Dernier to Adventure Game Club. Yeah, yes. it should be in a podcast. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I so yeah, it got, I it got a lot of positive press yeah. and reviews. And it, it is seems- cool to see not just gamers giving it good reviews, but just the general media. Yeah, pos- that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's always cool. Yeah, it's nice to see. And then I assume it wasn't, a, at least at the very least, I don't think it was a total flop because um, there's a an app being developed uh, that's on itch. Um, I think it's still in development, but it's kind of like a lore hmm. thing. You, you, I don't... Uh, I, think, I think what happened is that the game is a little bit vague at times. So people had a lot of questions by the time they, 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 they play through the game. It's not super difficult to get through the game. There aren't a lot of super difficult puzzles or anything. But I think the, the, the result of that is, is that people reach the end without fully really understanding what they've been through. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have questions and they put them on like Steam forums or whatever. And I think the developers have been uh, answering all these questions. And then they felt like, oh, there are some recurring questions and we're we're kind of giving the same answers a lot. So they put them into this app, which is like, it's like a post-game frequently asked questions. Yes, app. but more fun than frequently asked questions. Yes, yes. yes. And I would say, yeah, it's so, yeah, the game doesn't explain, every, it leaves a lot of mysteries open. Um, and I, I guess the app without spoiling anything kind of answers some of those but i don't think it i don't think it goes too far like i don't need when i play a lot of stuff like this i don't need everything answered and it kind of answers some things but it also adds more mysteries as well i think Mm. i thought i thought it was fun to view like it says in the beginning i think it's like it's an in-universe like thing Mm mm-hmm uh, at least they kind of like they're, they're developing it to be a kind of in the universe thing, right? Yeah, so, mm-hmm. it talks about the making of the game a little, yeah, bit, though. Um, yeah, I mean, but like in a lore wise yeah. way, yeah, yeah, um, it's interesting for me to sort of view it as a uh, like an in universe thing and like could be true, but it also is like if you want it to be true, yes, but it's also like. Yeah, as you said, it brings up more questions, really, too. So it's like mm. kind of fun in that way. Yeah, and they kind of have to set up some mysteries. I mean, they can't answer everything because they still have two games planned in this universe. Yeah, yeah. So is that the, so? I think did so. you is that so? Did they say they were doing a trilogy? Is that? Yeah, I, th- I think it was in some of the uh, interviews. Yeah, but okay, planning a series. Mm-hmm. And that's what they say. I mean, I guess without spoiling, but it's like that's what they say. Yeah. Well, oh, are you talking about like in the in the app? Mm-hmm. Because the app kind of like hints at what's next too. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty for sure for the studio, the app... not not plot wise, but like okay. I'm yeah, I'm pretty curious. sure they mean it's a part of the, tr- the trilogy. Okay. Do you know? 
if it would take place in the same region because I don't I didn't come across anything saying what like plot wise the game would be um, because the game's pretty standalone. There isn't like a big. I think it's a different region. I don't okay. think it's the same region. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I mean, it sounds like. It's, all, I think all... it's like super early in development still. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't think it. Even the developers like know one hundred percent what it's yeah. going to be like. So it's like happily take more adventure games from them. So yeah, it seems yeah. it seems like they know what they're doing. So I'm excited to play more games by these people because yeah, this is a a very good vibe and a good story and yeah, this is good stuff. So. More, more games, please. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we would all recommend this game um, since we just praised it nonstop for the last mm, for sure hour yeah. or so. Um, I don't, yeah, like I don't really have any criticisms other than like I guess maybe there's a combat. There's very little combat, but it's still reflex based. So I guess it's not too difficult, but just. For accessibility purposes, I guess. But for the most part, they've been very good about it because I think like there's a font for like people yeah. with the yeah. dyslexia. Yeah, it makes it easier. Accessibility to read. options are really good. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. like several. so many. I was yeah, surprised. also color color options, font options. So yeah, accessibility in general is really good. But then they also have these action sequences which re- re- require quick reflexes which they don't is... require like too quick of a no. reflex because no. if you wait like I've, I've tried like not clicking them and like mm. they hold on for like a pretty long time yeah so it might be a bit tricky but like okay. yeah if you're like if you're not a big fan of like any like type of uh, quick clicking then yeah it's probably not the best but it's it's like, always a bit controversial in yeah. adventure games. Like action sequences <laughs> never really work, and everyone hates them. Is the general consensus I feel. So it's. I thought they were optional at first because um, you get one the, of them was optional. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the first one is optional. So then I think I thought, oh, that this is just you know a thing you can either interact with or not. But then later you're just thrown into fights which you can't uh, avoid. Yeah. So, but I it's very brief. Mm. It, I, there's, it's just, there's not much of it. Um, it's not very difficult because you the, get a lot mm-hmm. of health, and and you you're, get you're tools not to sort of yeah do it better. Like, yeah, there there are a couple of characters who don't require like the reflex thing and just like yeah, just exactly. do their thing. So. Exactly, it's really diff- It's really easy, and and also you can mess it up. I mean, you can just miss a round or two and it's still fine. You're not dead. So, yeah. Eh, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah. So, but for the most part, I mean, they. it seems like they're very focused on accessibility with like all the font yeah. choices and colors. So that yeah. was nice to see. Um, and so I guess... Yeah, we'd all recommend it. And then for the next month or two in the club. So we're still kind of catching up. So it's going to be, we're going to do a flight of the Amazon Queen pod. We're just wrapping that month up as this episode is being recorded. And then I think we're going to do Citizen Sleeper. So if you're interested in playing that, um, 
we'll have an invite in the show notes and you can join and discuss the game and ask for hints if you want help and um it'll be fun i I played a little bit i I still haven't completed the game but um i've played a little bit and i've enjoyed what i've played so far um so it looks really great yeah um so it'll be it'll be fun yeah so like i said before yeah like we flight of the amazon queen's an older game assistant sleepers brand new so we just kind of cycle through old and new games Mm -hmm. um and then uh so yeah so we're going to get into the spoiler section so if you haven't played the game before maybe stop listening (laughs) but (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah but um and then uh wrap this up here and then um hope to see you join us next month bye uh bye bye <laughs> yeah so we're back we're just going to get more just talk about everything in the game and you know including late game stuff plot elements so yeah again if you haven't played it i would strongly recommend doing that before listening to this was, was there anything specifically that people wanted to bring up i just realized during the whole conversation so far we have not really mentioned a lot of characters oh um, yeah we haven't oh yeah i tried <laughs> oh, not a- to mention any characters <laughs> Yeah, so I I guess that's kind of a spoiler. I mean, I mean, we've mentioned the um, the, the the character people play as uh, a little bit, and their brother and the mother and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, when we were talking about the fact that this is uh, maybe uh, a cyberpunk game, well, actually, you have a robot on your team, so that's <laughs> pretty cyberpunk, right? I mean, you meet this robot million. In the first act or in the first, like in the opening scene, I would say. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And since this is, this is the spoiler section, I guess we can also talk about, uh, is, is, is he a good guy? Is he there to spy on you and derail the whole thing or... Because that's kind of implied at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I think... I don't know if it was just like a. I don't know. I can't remember if the game mentions like goes into detail specifically about how it works. I was trying to th- remember. Is he just like activated once he gets to the room, or was he spying the whole time? I don't remember. I think like at the end. Um, well, again, we're in the spoiler section, but at the end of the game, you can have a. I don't know. You remember, like the dream in the house, basically. Yeah, you can talk to Million about, uh, like, what, like, what her relationship to the company is. Basically, it's like, is she a spy or is she just like hang out? So it's like, yeah. Um, I think it's up to interpretation, really. Okay. Like, there's no one correct answer. I wouldn't say so, at least. Okay. It's um, isn't it that detective guy who completely destroys the yeah. robot at one point? Yeah, 
That's kind of an insane scene. That was a big shock to me. I mean, I had kind of grown attached to Million the robot. I was like, he was he's my best friend in the whole game. And then this uh this this kind of shitty detective shows up and he completely beats the robot up to the point where it's just bits all over the floor. I was I was really shocked, you know. I was going I think it, you go down into the basement and you just find Million laying there, destroyed. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, this is terrible. Yeah. And then you kind of later realize maybe it's it's not so bad, and maybe actually the the, the 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 detective guy is cooler than you think, maybe or I don't know. He's he's presented like he's terrible at the start, and he maybe he turns around a little bit, like as you get to know him. But I don't know. I it's think. The, uh... Yeah, for the detective at least, it's like a pretty classic, like, um, like retribution arc, basically. But in the beginning, like, he's super unhelpful and, uh, like, doesn't want to talk to you and, like, yeah, make, makes you buy beer. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. at the end, at, at the end, he basically dies for you when yeah, you're like, yeah. on the ship, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah. So he, he turns around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The detective LeBlanc. Is that? Yeah, um, it, it's yeah. That that end goes to well. I. It's so interesting because the game starts off pretty grounded. Yeah, at least I felt so. I mean, it's just like okay, it, here's the Louisiana, New Orleans region, whatever, 20, 30, 40 years in the future, and then but then once you, I th- was it. I think it's the end of uh, you. You mentioned the chapters, like once you play as the mom and get into. Uh, I think it's the end of her first when you, section. Yeah, super when you duck. giant, yeah, super giant, duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's is, crazy. Um, the giant mutant duck. Yeah, I don't think the lore app kind of explains where it comes from. Sorta. I but don't really get it, to be honest. There are hints of it in the game as well. Like, when I played the game, like, okay, I kind of understand what's going on. The lore app just makes it more clear. But the, the idea of Super Duck is that it's the, it's the consciousness of Duck, the character, uploaded. But then it somehow, like, grew into the, like, root system of the swamp, uh, right? Like sort of like a sort of like a mushroom like consciousness, right? Yeah. And it like used that to make cryptocurrency. <laughs> and which which it gives you uh the like the mother when you're playing her um to make like its bidding basically. Mm-hmm. Because it can't really walk around, it just sort of like exists uh yeah. stuck there, right? And that's why it sends messages to your phone. Yeah, yes. to make <laughs> it's, it's so out there. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and and funnily, by comparison, the whole Garrett uh, what cult, I guess. Yeah, that's more. That's one of the more normal parts of. <laughs> oh, the by game. the very end, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. That it's <sighs> there's this whole cult where everyone's called Garrett. And I think in any game this would have been the weirdest part, mm-hmm. but in this game it's 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 not at all. It's the most it's, casual thing. Yeah. 
Well, they end up being like the main. Well, the is it Peepaw is like the main uh, Pawpaw. Pawpaw. Okay, a main antagonist. Where it's just like that's not what I expect because the game kind of sets it up that this corporation is going to be maybe the bad guy or antagonist, and mm-hmm. then it kind of ch- changes course, and so this guy. It's the, becomes the cult leader. Yeah. And that's who kidnapped your brother. And uh, your brother joined the cult, I think. Yeah. And then... Um, and then in the end, he wants to fly off on a rocket. Yeah, because he it's, thinks your bloodline's the descendant of... Yeah, there's Jesus. whole the Da Vinci Code thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was very like funny to me because... As soon as the like, like the Jesus plot started, I was like, "Oh, this is Da Vinci Code," mm. and then Papa was like, "Yeah, this is Da Vinci Code," and I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. "Damn, game!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. Uh, it was yeah. very like it's like a very good example. I might put it like in a textbook of like a good way to steal <laughs> from like other uh, media. Because like it takes the concept, but it like it does something new with it. Like it's a, it's not like Da Vinci Code at all, except of the main premise, well, right? Well, what's funny is like that's not the first time this has come up in adventure games either. No, where like also. Gabriel Knight Three kind of gets into the bloodline of Jesus. I does Broken Sword ever? I don't know if Broken Sword ever. I think that it's it's, it's, it's a. Adjacent. It's a sort of a '90s uh, trope, I think. Yeah, for to, sure. To go into this, so th- there are definitely very various games going into this sort of stuff. It also, also, this game gives me X Files vibes a little bit. North. Mm. Well, well, it gets weird, but yeah. So there's, I think the app gets into the app gets into it more, but it's like, yeah, the orb. Is that what you're talking about with like? Yeah, like, and also the, the the big man of the bayou, bayou, like the there's there's this entity hiding in the swamps. Oh yeah, yeah. it's all really weird. And I was just thinking of '90s tropes, and then I oh, thought, yeah. oh the, the X Files. <laughs> well, and the, that guy the, in the bayou, like he's kind of set up to be like. They make you think he's just like an anti, he's an anti corporate guy, or he's trying to take down this corporation that's been polluting the region and it's like no he just likes blowing stuff up Mm. (laughs) so it's not even like he doesn't that's kind of where it's really fun for me like to see where they like set up things and kind of play with my they played with my expectations that's the whole the whole writing is about that is about setting something up and then delivering something else and then yeah Yeah. there's this constant journey of not ending up where you thought it would go. That's yeah. That's how the whole game was written. Yeah. And the, the uh, or- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Please oh, I was gonna say or- like the, the so the they kind of so in the game, I feel like the orb is set up to be this thing from God or something. But like the app kind of clarify that goes into. I don't know if you went into the app. The, the lore app that was just released like a couple of days ago, but that kind of describes it as like this ex, extraterrestrial? Is that an alien yeah. thing that's yeah. like sent to like collect 
info on yeah. various species around the universe but yeah but then it like it dumps a whole lot of other weird stuff where it's like well that question was solved but here's a bunch of other weird things that i i don't understand now where where like the cult leader is apparently immortal that that makes sense to me actually oh, <laughs> because it's like there there's one scene uh where there's the santa claus character right mm-hmm. and then Popper is like like, hey, Santa Claus, like, uh, you million old, like, dude. And I'm like, damn. Oh, that's like, right. They, like, I forgot about that. Yeah, like, and I'm like, is this, like, actual Santa Claus that who's immortal and Papa is also immortal? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's like, it, it, like, the game drops, like, hints of it. And, yeah, it just, yeah. like, the lore just expands on that. But it's like, um... And I think Papa mentions a couple of times, like, yeah, Papa is like meant to be like one of the like dudes who were with Jesus, like. But I disregarded. I I assumed that I just wrote all that off. He's like, oh, okay, this guy's is not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I guess that, not. But yeah, it's like you could. I think yeah, you can view it both ways. Either this guy is nuts, or like it's true. Well, um, I think the app even like. Canonically, I that's why I usually don't like. I don't believe stuff, in canon, but, but but like the app says that there's a grain don't of truth. The app. Don't believe okay. the app. <laughs> but that, like it, it does say that there's like a grain of truth to everything he's been yeah saying. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like okay, yeah, uh, that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> does does the whole orb thing also have something to do with um, those? people in the apartment by the swamp where you get the boats because there's a there's an apartment building mm-hmm. it's two buildings on top of each other two, two mm-hmm. apartments and you can go into one of them and there's like this secret operation going on that's where they sent you into the swamp right yeah yeah are these well, people also investigating the orb or something or is that a completely separate thing Yes. yes, it's like, it's like, yeah, everything is like really connected together in this yeah. game. Yeah, that it's part like, was interesting because they're investigating it because your character's mom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they knew her. Like you run into that guy, like you because you you recognize the one guy at least that your mom was working with, but I don't think your character knows who he is. No. So it's never acknowledged. It's like the character never acknowledges it, but you know who he is. And I yeah, that that's was interesting. interesting. the The player knows more than a lot of the characters. Yeah, because they've seen things from different perspectives. Yeah, because you have two perspectives in this game. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, also, one thing I just want to mention i i I would just be sad if it went unmentioned is the the whole dress up party with the executives. I mean, that's just, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's very, um, uh, it's like that, I don't know. I don't know. There's one film, there's a weird film I've seen that that has this as well. I feel this is also kind of a 90s thing where it, like rich people, <laughs> they all dress up and do weird things. <laughs> rich people dressing up. That yeah. might have, that's maybe been a thing for yeah. all, all of time. Where Probably. Just rich, um, rich people being weird. Um, yeah. And, 
And also what kind of ties into that is this Bruce character who's dressed up like a king. Yeah. It's also weird. It's just, yeah, you step into this place and people have like a bird's mask on and whatever. And then Bruce the king is there. It's, I don't know. It felt like you're completely in a different universe all of a sudden. Like before it was all grimy, grimy Norco. And then suddenly everything is gold and like, whoa, what's, what's this place? So I don't know. I just thought that was a cool. I, I like it when there's when you when you go to a party in a game. I don't know. I think that's always a cool thing. <laughs> well, it's such a like uneasy party too because you're in, yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. not supposed to be there. And, yeah, yeah, it feels dangerous. Yeah. Well, then it, yeah, and it goes downhill really fast mm-hmm. um, once you meet the the yeah. If she's the CEO or the yeah, daughter, yeah, is it okay? Yeah. Um, and her dad. Yeah, there's like a whole thing. I think the the app talks about it a tiny bit, but even that, like, you, even the game's kind of, or not the game, but like, I think the app even said they don't, they didn't have like, they don't explain it anyway. Um, but yeah, you don't really fully understand why she's trying to get the, or or her dad is either. They're aware no. of it though. Yeah, it's just interesting that you get, get meet get to meet all these high up people it seems so unlikely at the start because you seem such an insignificant person and then yeah you get up to these really high up circles both with the cult and with the corporation and you actually get to you know get all these weird beings it's all yeah but it also feels it feels like nobody cares also like when you're at the party you're just like yeah like come in like yeah just, which is which is i guess is realistic i mean <laughs> this yeah once you're there okay now you're there yeah yeah but it still feels dangerous i don't know i i just like these kinds of <laughs> these kinds of scenes are really cool to me so yeah well i feel like so much of the game like you're especially later on you're yeah you're in places where it you should be li- yeah yeah that's cool that's cool that's what i want i want to do crimes <laughs> well, especially at the very end when you're like hanging out outside of the rocket ship, it feels mm. like things are re- and like there's everyone's there to watch. And it's like, oh, this feels really bad. Like a disaster yeah. is about to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's. And you get to murder someone there, sort of. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. That's kind of bizarre. That, that that there's this guy on the who is that again? I I forgot who that is. I think it was the, one of the Garrets. <laughs> there there are two Garrets that probably up there. Yeah, they're up on the on the container or something. Yeah. And then you go to these army guys, they're all loaded with weapons. You you tell them like, oh yeah, there he is, shoot him. And they do it. And mm-hmm. then it's <laughs> like, oh my god. You you basically murder him or at least arrange the murder it's kind of gruesome but yeah it it gets really it 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 just you know clicking around in an adventure game it can feel kind of silly and like oh yeah nothing really matters and then suddenly this feels really real like holy shit they they just mm-hmm. shot him because i clicked a thing oh my but, god yeah like it's it's also interesting to think of like like k as a character right because you hmm. don't um 
Like, there's not much. I don't think there's any dialogue coming from Kay herself, right? Well, do you click? Like, on, you basically, I, you, you just click questions and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, you don't get like a ton of info about is it her? Um, yeah, you get the backstory. Yeah, there's the, the backstory stuff at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and the backstory is basically like you're a like a war, like you're a soldier, basically, right? Like she went to like a regional conflict in Albuquerque and she's returning like from a war basically. Right. Mm. And like thinking it from that perspective, it's like, like it adds some like depth to the game as well. Yeah, for sure. Like you're here just to solve like this problem and yeah, like no matter how. Yeah. It's really, yeah. And like you get, I think the dream maybe, gives a little more detail too but there's not a whole lot and especially with like your brother you kind of get bits and pieces but not anything huge i think you learn the most about the mom really um and then the ending like it just happened so quickly like i only did i got the good ending because once i heard there's multiple endings i was just like <laughs> clicking i was i started clicking on like every single thing um but, like, even then, like, it ends so quickly. Like, uh, you, the rocket ship, you get off the rocket ship, and it's just kind of like, your brother just runs off. <laughs> and, like, you imagine the body of your mom taunting you or something like that, I think, or just, like, hearing it in your head. Yeah. As, like, as she kind of floats away, and it's like, oh, okay, that's... <laughs> Not yeah, fun. It's, uh, <laughs> it it kind of leaves you really, uh, in like it's uh, what's the word? It's just confusing, sort of. It's like <laughs> what just happened? What? I don't know. It's like the opposite of uh, and uh, some endings really tie everything together and you feel good, and this is kind of just chaos and yeah, just, yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I, I guess I mean, opens the door to sequels as well. Yeah, even though I don't think, I don't think these characters specifically. Yeah, maybe not. No, maybe not. Yeah, but some. I, I imagine some overlap though. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I'm assuming it that there's be, going to be something. Yeah, if if you, I were to speculate, it might be like the same place, or maybe like the characters they do different. Like maybe you see Keith or like Detective uh, LeBlanc or like like Lucky or like any other people. Yeah, but in like the a Garrett different context. Cult. Yeah, I right. Guess. Um, maybe a different time, just a few years later. Different or time, yeah, yeah. Doing yeah. a different I, thing. I mean, it could technically be a prequel to. I don't know. There's just so many because they like hint at the rest of the country. It's true. Having troubles too. It, I don't know. They're, they could do so much. It's really interesting. Yeah. They, they, they say it's like, it might not even be like an adventure game. It's like, yeah. It's oh. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And the, I don't know if they said it elsewhere, but like in the lore app, yeah. they kind of mentioned it, a sim game. Was that either? I, I either can't remember. They say it's either an RPG or a city building game. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I want a Norco management game where you just manage the refinery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to like? What does that look like? <laughs> With, I mean, like, it, the, could, 
the amount of vibes this has. Yeah. It's well, yeah. They they could do some really interesting systems in a city builder like in this universe. Um But yeah, an RPG wouldn't it be a huge leap? No, this is game is already half an RPG. It's just party stuff, yeah. Maybe both. Like <laughs> part RPG, part uh city builder. Hmm. That's definitely <laughs> yeah, that's definitely interesting. Right. Well, I guess we'll just have to see what they come up with. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up for this episode. Um, yeah. Like we said before, we're going to do an episode on uh, Flight of the Amazon Queen pretty soon. And then um, come join us for Citizen Sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Okay. Thank, right. Thanks for hosting, Mike. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, bye. Bye. See ya.